to episode 77 of Across the Pond. My name is David Ashbaugh. His name is Sixten Funquist. And Sixten, you just got home from where were you? I was at the car shop. Uh, I was not buying a car. It was, you know, it was due to, for a service. So I just sat there for a couple hours working, doing oh, some uh, riding and stuff. <laughs> no, actually, it's it's not because uh, on the one hand, it the car needed uh, to go through the yearly kind of walkthrough. We, we we lease our car, so it, it's a need, must uh, to keep the lease. Mm. And uh, and uh, they have a restaurant up there. So I had a fika and I had some lunch there and I, you know, just ate and drank and uh, you know nice and writing I, I, I completed a couple of pieces for the nhl website and the shl and, and then a car salesman i know came up and we yeah shot shot the shit for a while and talking about new cars so yeah i had a i've had a good morning actually what about yourself well, i've had kind of a lazy morning i've been uh, playing the uh, assassin's creed origins game so i binged that for a couple hours this morning it's it's a lot of fun <clears throat> that's awesome i haven't played I played the first, the re, you know, the very first one on, was that on the Xbox 360 maybe? I don't, yeah, I'm I don't not even remember which one. Sure, but the one in Paris, right? Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Or I'm in not, France, rather. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I think it was really good, but it's, it was very repetitive. And then I kind of lost track. But apparently the Assassin's Creed games are really good. Yeah, they've kind of evolved. Uh, the, the new ones are absolutely like massive open world, and it's it's a ton of fun. I played Odyssey last year, and then the new one, Valhalla, came out as well that I want to try. So, actually, I should check into that. Maybe there's like a because on the PS5 they do convert or you know adapt the PS4 titles, and quite a few of them are free for download. So I, I should check it out and see if there's an Assassin's Creed out, out there yeah. for me to play. I'm very, I'm, 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 you know, pretty much given up on the Battlefield 2042 as of now, and uh, I'm playing a lot of Hell Let Loose uh, with a few friends now, and it's, it's really fun. It's so hard, but it's so much fun. So anyone out there playing Hell Let Loose on, on PlayStation or, well, PC for that matter, let me know because it's so much fun, and I'd rather, I'd love to team up with more players. We're, I think we're four or five people playing now, so nice, great fun. But it's, let's. Uh, honest, I just gotta say, it's like being a part of the Band of Brothers series. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's really cool. I highly recommend it to anyone interested in shooters. It's a really good. Game. Yeah. Anyway, hockey. But yeah, let's get to hockey because um, well, Sixten, I think you you kind of put uh, the perfect uh, uh, or put the situation in the SHL perfectly. Uh, uh, I think it was last week when you said there is an arms race going on in the SHL yes. right now. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and I mean, I, I, it's definitely uh, ha- having an, or the, uh, the cancellation of the KHL season is definitely having uh, an influence on this. Cause obviously you've got a lot of yes. guys from the KHL that still want to play hockey this season and they are coming over in large numbers and big names coming over to the SHL. And uh, we do have, a list of players. Um, I mean, some, you know, SHL players will recognize NHL players might recognize a couple of these names as well. Um, but yeah, over the past couple of weeks, it's just such an influx, especially yesterday with the, uh, the transfer window closing. Uh, I was getting updates from elite prospects. I was getting emails probably every 10 to 15 minutes with, yeah. with you know, player movements, uh, transfers, loans. Uh, it, it was, yeah, it's, it's been an absolutely crazy couple of days and pretty insane couple of weeks too. Yeah, my phone. I I do have the you know the text update and the email update for from Elite Prospects, and whenever there's a notification, it comes both ways, so to speak. And obviously, I get on my phone. My phone just blew up in you know vibrations and stuff like that yesterday. And it actually it actually continued this morning with uh, Tom Wandell signing with uh, with Greenness. But we're 
Yeah, where where do we start? Um, <laughs> it's been uh... well, you know what? Let's just start. I guess probably one of the biggest names that has come over so far is Wojtek Mozik, and he's coming yeah. uh, to to Rogla. And then uh, him and Daniel Zar are both going to be playing in Rogla. Daniel Zar, of course, will be familiar to uh, Rogla fans, but yeah, both of them coming over. That that those are some big moves for Rogla right there. Um, and then yeah, let's just start there. Yeah, Wojtek Mozik obviously playing his. Well, starting his third, sort of third season in the SHL, having played with Ferrystad uh, back in 2019-20 and uh, 2020-21, or actually part of the 2021 season before he left for the KHL and Kulin Red Star, which actually, uh, just to do a bit of a tie-in from a sidetrack here, got Joel Nyström, the young defenseman in Ferrystad, his opportunity to play with Ferrystad, and he's now excelling in the SHL. And as a bonus for everyone out there, I do have an interview with Joel coming out this week in English on the SHL website. So a full circle there. Getting back to Wojtek Mosek, what is kind of surprising with me here is that that Ruglin, I'm not surprised that they made a move because they're obviously going for it. But, you know, they signed... Uh, Valtteri, oh, what's his name? Kipelainen? Kipelainen, uh, yeah. And he hasn't played yet because he's playing with the Finnish national team in the Olympics. So they actually got two pretty big-bodied defensemen coming over uh, in the wake of the Olympics here and definitely solidifying their <laughs> dirty, uh, so to speak, with Mosik being, being um, well... He can put it up some points, but I mean, he's a he's a defensive defenseman. Uh, he's a hundred and ninety centimeters uh, with the ninety-one kilograms. Or for those of you back in the Stone Age, it's six foot three, two hundred and one pounds. He's a big so guy. he's a big, he's a big boy. Guy. Yeah, as is well, Kimelin isn't as big. We I think we went through this when the signing was official. But he's a six foot guy with one hundred ninety-two pounds. Or for us in the civilized world, that's one hundred eighty-four centimeters and eighty-seven kilograms. But I mean, both of them are pretty pretty strong strong defensemen. And it's obvious that with Rugby going for gold this season, they're solidifying wherever they need be and. I mean, offensively, they really don't need anything, although they did strengthen that as well. And in goal, they've got a solid pairing. So I think Rugle, if I don't think there's a complete, there's never a complete roster or, you know, the perfect roster. But in terms of the SHL now, I wonder if Rugle is pretty damn close. Yeah, and uh, we should also mention Wojtek Mozik is also uh, at the Olympics right now with uh, the Czech Republic, obviously, who hasn't had that great of a tournament. Um, but yeah, they're like, uh, well, both obviously Mozik and Daniel Zar coming over from the KHL. Mozik was playing with Admiral Vladivostok and Daniel Zar playing with Torpedo Nizhny Novgorod. Um, so like we said, most of these big names, most of these players that have uh, come into the league over the past couple of weeks are kind of, you know, doing the mass, mass exodus from the KHL with the season cancellation. So, uh, but like you said, Roba just boosting their, their defensive line there. And obviously that does have, uh, probably something to do with the departure of Eric Jelena, which is a good yeah. kind of transition that we can move. Yeah, no, that. I just want to, can I just stay with Daniel Zar for a while? Yeah. What, what I like with him is apart from, well, he's obviously a very, he's, he's obviously a nice guy to talk to. He's so, you know, down to earth, that kind of thing. And he's, it's very not obvious, but you can kind of feel that he's a part of the regular core from the get go. He's a local boy, obviously, but you know, he's, the one thing that stands out with the regular is there. Cam Abbott has said this, and we've had a number of people from the regular organization on the podcast saying, you know, they're looking for the personalities behind the players and stuff like that. And Daniel Saar is, you know, the 
the perfect example of that. And for him, he, he'll just gel well with anyone in the lineup. And that lineup is deep yeah. Uh, oh, on, yeah. The, on the offensive now. Daniel Zar had 50 points in 52 games in the SHL last night, uh, last the season, finishing second behind another one, another player we'll talk about in a while. But yeah, that's one hell of an acquisition, man. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, it's, it's big for Rogla, and obviously with with this buildup of players, everybody is trying to keep pace with everybody else coming into the uh, you know the final stretch of the season, and then obviously loading up for the uh, the postseason run as well. So it, it's really making things interesting because you got teams that you know might not have been considered. Uh, you know, strong postseason um, favorites that are now probably looking a little bit better heading into the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but you mentioned Jelena's. Should we? Just, yeah, let's move uh, to Jelena because this is kind of an interesting situation with Eric Jelena, who uh, of course started the season. I believe he was hoping to make the main roster with the Carolina Hurricanes. Didn't end up making that main roster. Played, I think, seven or eight games with their AHL affiliate before coming nine. back. Nine before coming back to Rogla uh, for this season, where, of course, last season he had a great year, uh, had a huge presence on the blue line, put up some decent numbers. But obviously, uh, he hasn't been kind of getting the same kind of, uh, you know, big leadership role that Rogla had him in last year. No, and that's, well, for Regina, due to, or for Rogla, thanks to uh, the emergence of uh, Lucas ekestol Jonsson, for instance, who's obviously raised his game by, I don't know, 10 levels it seems like the guy is amazing but also you know the the collective they they regularly can kind of even before signing these demon they can kind of distribute the minutes pretty evenly uh, across the entire defensive core and with jelena obviously looking for a big contract abroad which which we'll get to um he was kind of looking for those 22, 20 to 22 minutes a game uh, like he had last season, but he's been playing on average, I think, just above 17 and not getting the highest time on the power play, nor shorthand, I believe. So uh, there was, I mean, I don't think that they really wanted to part ways, but for the best of both parties, I think this was a good solution for Jelenas to kind of move on this season. And then, and well, he's ending up in Djurgården and that's, we all know where you, Gordon, are. And uh, given their their situation, it's one hell of a sign in getting Jelinas because here he'll play those 20 to, 20 to 23-ish minutes a game. I can imagine he'll average above a minute a, a game, maybe a minute and a half on the power play, and maybe even shorthanded as well. So it's a good signing for everyone here. And I think everybody's a winner here. Rugley gets their demon uh, coming in. Jelinas gets the ice time for the upcoming, well, the remainder of the season and Drew Gordon gets one hell of a of a, of a backup oh, um, sorry uh, acquisition here yeah and uh it, it's a great acquisition for your Gordon coming into the final stretch of the season obviously they are hoping to move out of the bottom two it seems unlikely at this point so it could be a huge um, you know a huge piece for them going into the relegation series uh we should also mention Jelena has already secured himself a contract for next season with SC exactly. Bern in uh, yeah. in Switzerland which obviously that's probably a pretty big money contract Swiss teams obviously have a lot more money to spend than um, their their Swedish counterparts and uh, Bern is uh, one of the bigger teams in Switzerland so it's uh definitely a, a good situation for your Gordon this season and a good situation for uh, for Jelena next season yeah, and the season after that is signed through 2023-24 with Bern. So, uh, yeah, everybody wins. Uh, unfortunately, we won't get to see Jelinas. I think this spells the end, quite literally, for him in Sweden uh, 
in his career because I can see him, you know, grinding out a couple of more seasons in Switzerland should it go well there and then just call it quits. Uh, you should never say never, but yeah, it's been great fun enjoying him. I'll miss his slap shot, man. Oh, really... just an absolute bomb of a slap shot, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those ones where people don't want to get in front and block that yeah. shot. They just want to get out of the way as quickly as possible. Yeah, exactly. Because I swear to God, every time he shoots that puck from the blue line, he's trying to put it through the net. Or through the guy blocking the shot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nice, but... uh, one hell of a player. But sticking with your Gordon, obviously they're continuing to bolster their roster. They also picked up a forward, or well, it's a center slash winger uh, in Emile Poirier. And uh, he's been playing with the KHL. He did have a brief appearance in two seasons with the Calgary Flames, but he's kind of been a career AHL guy. Uh, spent last, or this season with Dynamo Riga in the KHL. He's got 18 points in 39 games. Spent last season in Slovakia with uh, HC Kozice. Had 17 points in 18 games. I don't honestly know too much about this guy, but obviously your Gordon liked what they saw, so decided to bring him over. Uh, the weird thing is the name kind of reminds me of something. There's something, you know, in the back of my head, but I, I don't know. I, I thought it was someone else when I looked him up, so obviously I'm not all too familiar, but just going through his stats here, what stands out to me is let's just, his measurements are six foot two, 196 pounds or 188 centimeters, 89 kilograms. But what stands out to me is here, well, he had 18 points in 39 games in the KHL in Dino Moriga, who obviously didn't make the playoffs or else he wouldn't be in Sweden right now. But look at his penalty minutes. He had 46 penalty minutes in Dino Moriga. He only had 14, although in 18 games in Slovakia the season prior to that. But he's been, you know, 48 minutes in 50 games with the Manitoba Moose. Back when he played the QMJHL, he had a lot of minutes. This guy Holy brings smokes. the great as well. Yeah, and I think I mean, he's uh, you know I'm not obviously I don't know all too much about him, but this is you know the it could be the 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 poor man's uh, Brendan Shinneman here. I don't know. It's sure as hell looks like it. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what this guy brings. I'm I really am, and if he if he's anywhere close to Shinneman, I'd love to have him on the show, man. I'd love to hear his story because this is something else. Oui, je peux parler Just français for... avec Louis. <laughs> oh. Can I go do the chair? No, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's just, an interesting just, signing. And uh, like you yeah, said, yeah, it's, sure. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. He, and I mean, he had a great junior career and he was drafted 22nd overall by the Flames. He was drafted first round. Uh, oh, But yeah. uh, never really, you know, it's, it, you know, getting drafted first round obviously isn't a guarantee that you're going to be, a, you know, a, a career NHL guy. And obviously he didn't have what it takes or maybe the timing wasn't right. You know, even if you're good enough to make the NHL, it doesn't mean you will. It all you know there's so many different factors that play into that um so so i just googled his name sorry yeah. for interrupting but uh there's a there's an article on the i'm not you know all that but he's been very open with alcohol abuse uh hmm. back in 2017 i believe that was oh, who was the the calgary flames coach back in 2017 so this is quite interesting because i wonder brad living there's someone damn it mikhail what was his name hang on there's there's another guy having played with the flames back in like 2017 who also had alcohol problems and who's got very he's 
he's got a, he had a lot of help with his coach and i wonder if that's the same coach i'm not give sure a second give me a second um i'm looking up the coach back in 2017 on if it could just stop popping up more information on i love you it prospects but man you bring a lot of information to the table god damn i okay well let's move on yeah i did it well yeah so that's that might have been it why he he his nhl career went down the drains but he's been putting up a lot of numbers solid numbers in the ahl and also uh like we said in the khl i'm really excited to see this guy play yeah absolutely it's gonna be awesome um one that actually is really interesting to me uh an acquisition for timro is is yet pigeon pigeon and now, ever since I've been here, since I came over in 2017, I've never seen a Russian in the SHL before. I know it's a very rare occurrence because Russians, obviously, they stay in the KHL. They make more money there. They're at home. They feel more comfortable, which is totally understandable. Um, but obviously, now with the KHL season cancellation, we might actually see at least maybe one more or, or actually we, we get the, 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 the Russian in the league this year, which is uh, yeah. really interesting. And I, I'd be curious to know. I couldn't. I tried looking it up, but I couldn't actually find. Uh, the last season that a Russian appeared in the SHL. Uh, give me, I'll, I'll look into that while we're talking here. Um, yeah, Pagin, Pagin, I don't know, Ziet, let's call him because that's his first name. Speaking of big bodies, you, you want to do the information here? <laughs> Holy Jesus! <laughs> I just I just pulled him up on Elite Prospects. He is 198 <laughs> centimeters, six foot six, 97 kilograms, 214 pounds, and Russians like to play tough. They're, you know, they, they, they I, I've always found the Russian style of game is kind of a hybrid between the European and the North American. You have those fast, sleek guys, but you also got guys that love to dish it out. And I would not be surprised if this is one of those guys, given his oh. size. Holy yeah. smokes, I want to see him shoot the puck. Me too. This is uh, something else. So, the, the amount of Russians having played in the SHL over the course of, well, years are 34 hmm. in total. Uh, most points is, uh, well, obviously, Misha Farudino back in the 90s, I think he, uh, he had 208 points in 298 games. As, like I mentioned to you off air, Sergei Falkin with the most games played, 443. He was the solid defenseman playing with Ferrystad most of his career, actually. We had oh, Yevgeny Davidov with Brinas, is uh, Kirill Cabana with Timber. I think that's the most recent one. What year was actually. that? Actually, Kirill Cabano, early 2000s, maybe. Wow, so it's been a while. It's then we have you know Sergei Baldin back now. Oh, yeah, I think Kabanov. He was because he's born in '92, so um, hang on. But uh, yeah, what he I played with Kreleftio back in 2014-15. Oh, okay. Actually. So yeah, that's probably the most recent. Yeah, I think so. Scoring 29 points in 43 games. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, <laughs> now for more reasons than one, um, because I'm guessing he'll annihilate someone on the ice um, at some point. This is actually, I think, this is a solid signing with the, for Tim right here because given their situation, uh, getting some grit in the back end you know someone who literally lifts someone up in front of Jacob Johansson in net that's he'll defend the hell out of that goal and I'll think I would think twice if I were you know a small speedy forward going for going for crashing the net when this guy's on the ice so could you this is a smart move I want to see him standing next to Ryan Lash Uh, (laughs) (laughs) be like father and son 
<laughs> father and <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. what i actually find kind of interesting is not only is he obviously bringing a big body he uh he he puts up numbers from the blue line but he was also the captain for torpedo nizhny novgorod this season so obviously he brings you know yes. a, a bit of a, a leadership role to the team leadership, which yeah which could contribute both on and off the ice so uh yeah very yeah very excited to see how this works out and like i said i can't wait to see him out there on the ice just dwarfing no, really looking forward for for once well i was kind of you know high on watching ty Raddy play I'm really high on watching Ziad uh, Payin play with uh, Tim Ronak. It's going to be really cool. I wonder if he communicates in English because that could be something uh, other teams might take advantage of if they, you know, if they can see his lack of communicate or failure to communicate with with teammates. But other than that, he'll he'll. This is a yeah. really cool signing. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's going to work out really well for Tim Rowe, I hope. And uh, I mean, obviously, they're trying to keep pace with what your Gordon is doing um, with their roster as well, because it is looking like those are probably going to be the two teams possibly in the relegation series. So that should be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on. Oscar Sabolski. There's a name I have not heard um, before, but no. he one is- of the many Latvians coming into the league yeah he's being brought over uh to Brinus. he's also playing with uh latvia in the uh the olympics right now yeah uh i don't know a whole lot about this guy to be honest uh this the thing is with with european hockey or hockey in general there are so many you know corners and parts of the world where you can find really good players what kind of strikes me here is that well he, yeah of course he'll he'll had he's had one two Actually, he's had a few stints in the KHL a couple of seasons, but he's been playing with in the Czech League for four seasons after leaving Dynamo Riga and then coming back to Dynamo Riga where he wore the A this season. So he's also bringing some a bit of leadership here. Um, also a pretty big fella, not not as big as the other guy, six foot two, one hundred and ninety pounds. So you know, not pie in size, but yeah. Uh, what I'm really looking forward to is to see how he slots in in the Brinus D here, here. but yeah, obviously Brinus trying to solidify the back end as well uh, with the, with this. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about, about the signing, to be honest, because I don't know that much about him, but cool signing. I got to say. Yeah. Um, let's get to probably uh, one of, if not the biggest signings, um, and this is uh, going to be a big one for Lexand, and I'm sure a ton of fans are super happy about the return of Merrick Rivik, who, of course, won the points race last season with 51 points in 44 games. He played with Tor- Torpedo Nizhny Novgorod. I feel like I'm saying that team's name a lot so far. Um, <laughs> There's something to it. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's got nine goals and 14 assists, 23 points in 44 games, decent numbers in the KHL this season. But obviously, again, with the cancellation of the KHL season, this one doesn't really come as a surprise because he had such success last season with Lexan. They had, you know, they had a bit of a disappointing postseason, obviously. Um, but with the team they have this year, this is just so. This is such a huge acquisition for them. That's just going to, you know, boost their roster even more. It's, uh, it, it's. It, I, I'm, I'm excited to see him get back on the ice. Yeah, me too. And speaking of getting depth on the offense here uh where are they going to slot everyone else uh, everyone in i don't know yeah it's a good question but uh we should also mention he's actually the captain of slovakia at uh the olympics this year and of course slovakia uh with a huge upset over the u.s yesterday knocking the americans out uh out of the tournament yeah um let's just hope he can stay healthy 
because this is the return of Merrick Rivick is something I've been sort of I'm dreaming about is the wrong word, but you know, hoping to see it. Yes, because he I felt he left too early. I understood why he did so, but yeah, at least you know half a season with him here, it's gonna be awesome. And just <clears throat> to put things in perspective here, uh, so Lexan already has the top goal scorer of the league and the point leader of the league in Max Verano. They have, oh, I think, so they have, oh, they only have three guys actually having scored more than 10 goals in this, in this season, uh, sorry, during this season. And Max Verano has more than uh, the combined goal scoring of Mikael Rohoma and Emil Heinemann uh, together, uh, because Rohoma and Heinemann has 11 goals each, and Verano has 23. I bet you that in the remaining, what do they have? let's say 10 games he'll play when he returns from the Olympics, maybe. Yeah. Eight plus goals. You think so? Yeah. And obviously yeah, he's going to be a big piece heading into the postseason as I well for so. Lexan. Yeah. So yeah, I think he'll score. I think he'll, he might end top five, top six in scoring. Currently Carter Ashton has seven goals and that's sixth in Lexan. I can see him topping, yeah, eight goals. If, if, if he gets 10 games, at least. If, if he gets like five, that's not fair, I'd say. But, you know, because they'll play him on the power play. And just to put things in perspective, last season, he averaged 21 minutes and 53 seconds a game. Uh, as, a, and a, fact, as a forward, that's a massive amount of minutes. Yeah, yeah. And this season, their top forward is averaging 21 minutes, two seconds, and that's the Rohoma. So I can see Helkis kind of decreasing Rohoma or someone else and giving, <laughs> giving Rivik one hell of a start here in Sweden. Uh, yeah. This, It'll be interesting to see their power play, to be honest. This, this, yeah, this will also obviously be a big boost for Lexan because right now they are sitting just two points out of the top six. And so, I mean... Not only is Rivet going to contribute on the ice, but just the return of a player like that, you know, there's there's a yeah. noticeable boost in morale in the locker room when stuff like that happens. Obviously, the fans yeah. are also going to be a little bit more electric in the arena seeing Rivet come back because he was a huge fan favorite for the two seasons he was there in Lexand. So not only, like I said, is, is there going to be direct translation to on-ice performance for Lexand, but there's also that kind of incalculable morale boost uh, within the locker room when a player like this returns. And... It's been in the works for quite some time. And I was watching or rather working the Lexan game. I don't even remember this past weekend. Yeah, uh, Saturday, I believe. And there was a post-game interview with Captain uh, Patrick Sackerson. I think that was the Saturday. I I don't, last week. Um, Where (laughs) they kind of asked him about Rivik, the possible return of Rivik. And he was, you know, very, uh, he tried to, keep it on the down low, like, oh, we'll see what happens. But you could see in his eyes and the smile, he was so obviously trying to hide that he knew it was all said and done and he knew what it meant. So speaking of morale boost, if they haven't had it already, they're getting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Just to put things uh, as well, uh, Merrick Rivik averaged four minutes, nine seconds on the power play per game last season. Per game? Per game. That's insane. Yep. Wow. 
Okay, uh, moving on. Going from a very well-known player to one that I've never even heard of, Philip Parakta. <laughs> I have no idea who this is. Uh, uh, joining uh, Lulio. He's coming over from uh, Saipa in Liga. He's a defenseman, big guy. Uh, very obviously defensive-minded defenseman. He's only got eight points in 43 games in uh, this season. Uh, but again, he's representing his country, Czech Republic, in the Olympics this year. So like a lot of these guys, obviously, are going to be joining the teams once the Olympics conclude. Um, but oh, honestly, sorry. I don't I really have anything to say about this because I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> Me neither. But what I do like here is, I, I think I've, a couple of months back at least, I talked about the tradition with Lulio having, uh, sorry, finding players in Finland. They have some sort of channel in Finland that we don't know about. It might be former players. It might be well scouting. I don't know. I don't know. But there's something to it because the... The amount of players Ludo has been, have been able to kind of move from Finland to Sweden and making it a success story is huge. And also, we should point out that back in this, this is nothing to do with it really, but they've had a couple of checks doing very well, very well with Ludo uh, in the past. So the combination of them finding you know some sort of hidden gem in Finland, I think this is a good fit. And I don't, I have no, you know basis in this argument other than, than tradition with Lulio finding players in Finland. So this could very well be a hidden gem exploding here in, in Sweden. I, I really hope so because I like their that kind of tradition when they use what they know. Uh, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about this guy. No, neither do I. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, Lulio's got that channel in Finland that, uh, you know, has fed them good talent in the past. So obviously they, uh, they liked what they've seen with uh, Parakta and it'll be interesting to see how he fits, uh, uh, fits into the lineup. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, speaking of defensemen, um, Arebro coming away with a decent signing in uh, Libor Sulak, another guy who I'm not quite familiar with, but he was the captain, uh, captain of Admiral Vladivostok this season. As a defenseman this season, he put up 26 points, eight goals and 18 assists in 49 games in the KHL. So obviously an offensively minded uh, defenseman probably has got a great shot from the point. So uh, this will be a good pickup for a Raybro, I think. Yeah. And also a check coming over. Um, I'm, <laughs> I wonder how much in all the signings we've, we're going through here, quite a few are leaders or have been leaders in the team they're joining from. And given where most teams are in terms of trying to jump a couple of opponents or getting that extra leverage prior to the playoffs or even qualification play, they sign a lot of leaders. I wonder how much that kind of plays into it apart from what they've done on the ice, so to speak. Yeah. I think this might be one of those kind of things because they, if there's one thing we know with the the Arabru of Niklas er- run by Niklas Eriksson is that he trusts his co- the collective of the group and yeah there's something to this that p- bringing in bringing in a team captain into a pretty well-oiled group i don't know how much time they've had for scouting in terms of getting to know a person but looking at someone being a team captain and also putting up quite a few points from the blue line that's a solid signing to me. And uh, But like I said, and like we've said over the course of this kind of rundown is we'll wait and see because obviously there's some sort of <laughs> time to adapt to the Swedish style of hockey and not some of the bigger guys like <clears throat> our six foot six, a new best friend here, um, 
we'll probably see quite a few penalties before they kind of gel. Uh, but yeah, this is a cool signing. Yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Did you mention his uh, his size? No, I didn't. Six foot three, two hundred and fourteen pounds. So obviously a pretty big fella as well. Yeah. Getting sorry, we were talking about hits, and I found out uh, Pagan only had thirty three hits this season. But I don't don't know how they uh, count the hits in the, in the, in KHL, the KHL yeah. if it's so it it really gives a by compare. <laughs> By comparison, Alexander Yelasin of Lokomotiv Moscow, I believe, had <clears throat> 149. Oh, wow. In 40 games. So That's insane. Yes. Uh, but sticking with the Red Row, obviously, they made another signing. And this one is probably going to be a huge one for them offensively. Daniel Audette coming over from Vityaz Podolsk, who has scored 17 goals and 22 assists, 39 points in 45 games played so far. Well, not so far, but in this KHL season. Uh, he spent the previous season in Liga where he scored 50 points in 60 games. So obviously this is a very offensively talented individual that Arebro was able to bring over. Yeah, he's put up points pretty much wherever he's been. Uh, he had 38 points in the AHL the season prior to that in 58 games. He's been around a 30 to 40 point player uh, through the course of his uh, first team or senior career here. So yeah, uh, just some rundown. He's a left shot centerman. Uh, not a not not a, not as huge a fella like the other guys we've been mentioning, but he's a five foot nine, one hundred and sixty five pounds, or that translates to one hundred and seventy five seventy five centimeters and seventy five kilograms. So not a not a you know huge guy, but obviously he finds ways to kind of put up points, and he also won the championship with Luko Rauma back in Finland in uh, last season. Sorry. So uh, yeah, pretty exciting signing here um, with with the Erbro, and I wonder did Ur- Erbu have brought up uh, a couple of players from Finland as of late. And I'm just going through because I'm thinking there might be the Luko connection here. Uh, not, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. No. Okay. I was completely wrong on that because I thought Gianni Lyonen had played with Luko. So never mind. Uh, but yeah. Lu, Lu, uh, sorry. Erbu obviously looking in Finland for uh, every now and then. So. Uh, Maybe they had, you know, their eyes on on uh, on um, on him prior to this season, and he chose the KHL, and now it's the opportune moment to kind of pounce on him for the for the spring here. So, cool. Yeah. And moving on, Lin Shoping made a signing this week as well in Roberts Mamchicks Mamsicks. I'm not too sure how yeah. you would pronounce that last name. Um, yeah. But this is an interesting signing, and again, not too familiar. But this guy is absolutely massive as well. Six foot five, 195 centimeters, 231 pounds, 105 kilograms. That is, that is a big boy right there. Yeah. So the episode, the title of this episode is Size Does Matter. And uh, we are, (laughs) no. Um, Yeah. What kind of stands out to me is he's, he hasn't put up a whole lot of penalty minutes despite his size. So what I'm interested in is, interested in is, how he actually uses his size because in the Czech Republic or Czechia, as they want to get to know, uh, be known as right now, obviously, or something, he's only had 33 penalty minutes in 24 games. He had no penalty minutes in three games uh, in Latvia, two in the KHL and one in the Latvian league. Last season with the Dinam- with Dinamo Riga, he had 45 penalty minutes in 43 games. So that's interesting because with his size, 
it's because he hasn't put up a whole lot of points. So he's obviously a defensive defenseman. That's quite interesting in how he will uh, use his body to get the puck. So I'm not saying this is a clear cut signing. It feels a bit last minute finding him, but in terms of stats and what we can kind of deduct from his play, he might be a very good solid defensive defenseman able to win you the puck without costing you a penalty or five in the game, which is what Linshoping kind of need not right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, right now, Linshoping obviously isn't looking for another offensively minded defenseman. I mean, they've got uh, Jonas Jundland, who's got 23 points. They've got Jesper Pedersen. Um, they've got Arvid uh, Kosmar, who also contributes on offense. But having a guy back there that you can count on to, you know, to, like you said, to make those takeaways, take a uh, takeaway opportunities without having to take a penalty to do so. And also a big body that can, you know, obviously get down block shots, uh, you know, force the puck into the corner, hold guys against the boards. It's uh, I think this is, this is going to be, uh, I think, I hope it works out well for Lynn Chopin because I think this is a, this is, could be a key piece to them uh, kind of solidifying their defense. Yeah. Before before continuing, uh, Arvid Kosmar is a centerman because we have a few. Lin- oh yeah, sorry, I, listeners here. Yeah, sorry, John I, I, John Nyberg. John Nyberg, I was looking at yeah. Yeah, or Max Lindroth, but they haven't been putting up uh, as solid points as the other ones. But yeah, they don't need offensive defensemen obviously right now. So yeah, it's a it's a cool signing. Um, yeah. This if this turns out because <clears throat> there's always the risk of players leaving for the KHL should they do very well in the SHL. And Mancic, he's only 26 years old. Um, we haven't actually been mentioning the age or uh, quite a few other players, but I just realized. So he might be looking for a KHL deal in the coming years. But if he plays, you know, fairly well, there's a chance here that Linköping can kind of keep him over the course of next season to kind of solidify their defensive defense core here. Um but yeah, if the KHL gets up and running, we'll see. But yeah, I'm not saying it's as I saw the Twitter reactions were kind of who the hell is that and why did they pour money into this guy? I'm cautiously optimistic about this signing because I think this is exactly what Lynch Shopping need in terms of style of play. But yeah, we'll see what happens. He's uh, also playing in the Olympics if we didn't mention that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and moving on, we should mention the only goaltender uh, that has been picked up this past week is Emil Larmy with uh, the Vecco Lakers, who is obviously being uh, brought in to replace Adam Allman, who has been loaned to HV71. We should also talk about HV71 after we're done here. <laughs> yeah, we are going to. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's coming in between the pipes. And I mean, uh, the goaltending situation in the, the Lakers organization this season has kind of been all over the place. They've had Adam Allman and Giannis Kalnitz, but they've also had uh four signings that didn't actually play any games but they had Alvin Bolia, William Hokinson, uh Philip Larson and well Henrik Tikkanen did play one game and now Emil Larmy the seventh goaltender uh actually signed to the Lakers this season so uh he's he's had pretty good stats um in in Finland this year he's played with the Pelicans put uh played 32 games put up a 2.22 goals against a 918 save percentage he also posted six shutouts and uh uh, a record of 13, 12, and 5. So, obviously, a pretty decent goaltender between the pipes, but obviously, it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the Swedish game compared to the uh, Finnish league, which is a little bit, well, I don't want to say worse, but the SHL definitely has higher end talent. Definitely. I wonder. Um, so, Kalnitz is, is he on the Olympic team right now? Oh, that's a good question. Because he got hurt. He's only played 17 games this season, and obviously, he was the. 
Yeah, he has the, he played uh, uh, three games with Latvia. Yeah, so that's the thing. But and Henrik, Henrik, is it Henrik or Henrik? Henrik, sorry, Tikkanen is. I think he's doubled registered, so he can play with Vekka and Modo uh, this season. So he can move in between. Like Tim Timro did the same thing with Samiraya Nimi with Brina. Uh, sorry, Björklaven. He can move in between the teams. Uh, over the course of the remainder of the season, if I understand it correctly, someone else might have to uh, correct me here. So, like you said, it's been a bit of a whirlwind in terms of goalies in in uh, in Vekva. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. They also did a re- double registration on Philip Larson from HV71. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, like you said, the numbers from Larmy kind of stands up it doesn't they don't stand out but they're they're good they're solid so yeah they're kind of middle of the road but they're they're solid they're solid stats especially over uh you know uh that many games so so vecca has used 32 skaters this season wow really yeah and they did sign ben thomas coming over from lexan as well we forgot to mention that um yeah that's a huge roster yeah jesus But um, kind of finalizing our recap on uh, this arms race, as we're calling it, uh, happened this morning. And it is Tom Wandell finally finding a team to play for this season because he has not played at all this season. So this is a bit of an interesting signing for Brinus. And I'd like to understand what they were thinking, because, I mean, Tom Wandell is, I mean, he's a decent player, but he hasn't had great stats over the last couple of seasons playing with your Gordon. So, no, yeah, Um, this is kind of a surprising move. I think it was a cheap move. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. They can probably get it. You know, if he can contribute with, I don't know, two or three goals, four or five goals, maybe if they're lucky on the power play. Yeah, because Brinus needs, they need firepower. They sure do. And uh, yeah, I mean, take what you get, I guess. Yeah, so that was the kind of the final move that happened uh, this morning. But like I mentioned, we should talk about HV71, who, of course, is playing on Allsvenskan. And if I'm not mistaken, they are currently leading Allsvenskan. They have been just dominating all season, I believe. No, they, they've been up and down. They've lost to a couple of teams here. I don't think they're in the top right now. Um, I think... Give me a second. Yeah, they are. I'm sorry. They're six points ahead. Jesus. They're six points clear of Modo. Uh, eight, nine points clear of <clears throat> Kotskoga with two games in hand. So, yeah. My bad on that one. Uh, they're on a six-game win streak, so I get bad on that one. Uh, but they've lost. I know everyone loses loses from time to time, but yeah, they they're sure as hell wants to make. They want to make their stint in Alkelsen's come a one year, and uh, that's it. And yeah, and what they're they've done this week is uh, kind of contributing to that theory because obviously, like we mentioned, Adam Allman going down to help them out. Um, so that'll be a big one for them. Uh, Tyler Kelleher getting uh, sent down to HV71 um, from Rogla. That's going to be probably a pretty big offensive contributor there. He hasn't had the best season in Rogla, unfortunately, um, after having a pair of great seasons with Oskarsham. Um, but that's a big, big acquisition for HV71 yeah. in Tyler Kelleher. And then, of course, uh, the defenseman, Oliver Bohm, going down uh, the, the big body of Oliver Bohm on that blue line is going to try and help him out as well. Um, so yeah, obviously HV71, like you said, uh, trying to make their stint in, uh, Allsvenskan a, uh, a one and done kind of deal. And they did sign one more player that you forgot to mention here. Hunter Shikaruk. Oh my God. I totally forgot. 
Canucks legend Hunter Shinkara. <laughs> with the one game with the Canucks. But yeah, they did. Uh, I think that's the one of the biggest surprises in the entire whirlwind of signings here is Hunter Shikaruk leaving Dina Moriga. Obviously, they're done playing for the season. Signing with HV71. Having put up 13 points in 39 games in Dina Moriga. Prior to that, he had 30 points in 47 games with the Kulin Red Star uh, and uh, 19 points playing half a season in 1920 with Kulin as well. Uh, sorry, nine, 19 games with nine points in uh, the season, uh, 1920 season, having come over from the AHL. So this is something else. Um, I don't know what to make of it. I, my, I had a friend text me. Actually, Hendrik, uh, one of our patrons, texted me and said, uh, they made a, some sort of Shinkarik sign. And I went, is that Hunter Shinkarik? And I looked it up and holy shit, it is. So I don't know. How the hell did they pull this one off? I don't know. Well, I remember uh, when the Canucks drafted him back in 2012, 2013, I want to say, um, like there was yeah. a lot of, you know, there was a lot of excitement, a lot of talk around him, but obviously, like you said, he only ended up playing that one game with the Canucks, uh, had a brief appearance with the, the Calgary Flames in a couple seasons as well. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this is a big acquisition for HV71. Um, I yeah. mean, it, I, I feel it's... like he, he could break out in uh, the Swedish game because I mean, he's really fast. Uh, he's got pretty good hands. He's got uh, great vision on the ice as well. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out, but I think this could possibly be a huge acquisition for HV 71 and potentially moving forward for the future as well uh, for, for Shankarik in Sweden. Yeah, for sure. And uh, imagine him on the same, Sorry, on the same line with Tyler Kelleher. It's uh, it's a pretty speedy duo, those two. And obviously, HV71, kind of, they kept not everyone, but a pretty decent core in, in on the team. And with, you know, Fredrik Forsberg, uh, Tyler Wiesel, I mean, this is a good team, man. <laughs> it yeah. really is. It's yeah. going to be awesome to kind of watch. They got Taylor Matson as well. He, also only, he only has 15 points in 31 games, though. But Fredrik Forsberg has... Obviously, there are two Fredrik Forsberg in the Swedish hockey. The only one playing with Jurgen. Um Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if... if well, Now that it's all said and done, I wonder if if uh, HV71 aren't the biggest winners in the entire race here and they're not even playing in the, in the SHL. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy uh, few days for them, that's for sure. And yeah, yeah it's going to be, I, you know what, I'd like to actually watch some of their playoff games. For sure, for um, sure. But uh, before we wrap up, we have kind of covered all of the acquisitions. I do want to touch on the Olympics because... Uh, Friend of the show, Adam Tambellini, had five points in uh, the, the game against China yesterday. He had two goals and five assists, which now puts him actually on top for the uh, points lead in the Olympic Games in the men's tournament. He's got three goals, four assists for seven points in four games played. Um, so that's pretty cool. And also, Canada, Sweden, today, we should mention Wednesday, February 16th, starting in about an hour, actually. Um, so that's that's going to be a big game. Yeah, which is when I go to pick up my kids. So uh, oh, perfect timing. game. Um, I also, also actually should... want. Sorry, go on. No, go go. Well, I also wanted to touch on the women's tournament as well because the Canadian women have just been putting up insane numbers. Uh, okay, so Sarah Nurse, cousin of Darnell Nurse, I should mention, um, has 16 points, four goals, and 12 assists in six games. 
Uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin and Natalie Spooner both have 14 points in six games. Brienne Jenner has 13 points in six games. And Claire Thompson has 12 points in six games. I should mention Brienne Jenner has nine goals in those six games. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty much a one-team tournament. Yeah, well, um, um, uh, the what is it? The only two teams to ever win a gold medal in the women's tournament since I think it was introduced in 1994 is Canada and the U.S. There's never been another gold medalist. In uh, the, that might be true. And that's for a good reason as well. We should get Marissa Graham back on to talk. Yes, talk absolutely, to. we should. I'm going to text her right away after this show. Um, just going through, heading back to the, well, rounding it out in the SHL again, uh, the schedule for this week is as follows. Tomorrow, on Thursday, we have a six-game slate. And on Saturday, we have, I think it's a five-game, yeah. And then on next Tuesday, we have our first seven-game slate for... I don't know, ages? Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm going to say at least... Or in ages, I should say. I mean, has have we had a full seven-game uh, day since the new year? I don't think so. No, I don't think I don't. so either. I think it was before Christmas, actually. Or maybe yeah. maybe on the 30th or something. Yeah, that might be true, actually. Yeah, I'm not just scrolling through the schedule here. But yeah, with uh, uh, you know the, the the restrictions are all gone here in Sweden. Everything is kind of back to normal. Most of the Scandinavian countries now are you know treating COVID as you know a common flu or a common cold. They're basically telling people if you're feeling sick, stay home. If you're really sick, get tested. But other than that, uh, life is 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 kind of returning to normal. You know, fingers is, yeah. crossed. Knock on wood. But um, so yeah, we're we should hopefully be getting back to a more solidified normal schedule for the fi- final stretch into the playoffs. Yeah, and to answer your question, uh, December 11th was the last seven-game oh, slate we had. Wow. But we had a couple of six-game uh, six game nights, both December 26th and 28th. And yeah, that's about it that's in crazy. terms of five-plus games a night. Yeah, so six games tomorrow, five games Saturday, and then seven games, seven games, seven games. Yeah, next week's going to be awesome. We've got a lot of hockey to cover next week. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we're going to do, oh, we should tease something. We have one interview booked for next week, which is the SHL referee. I kind of fucked up the Casimir this this, uh, week because things happen, kids happen, life happened. So it's on me. I'm sorry, Casimir. Uh, I've apologized to him. So that's on me. Uh, It's going to be a banger. We just don't know when. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm going to message uh, Marisa Graham and then we're going to reach out to another couple of SHL guys, uh, most likely in North America. Yeah, we're, we're yeah we're trying to get some more interviews and um, I'd love to, I, I, I'm trying to actually uh, get in contact with the uh, the Rogue Media representative because I'd love to have Tambellini back on the podcast after the Olympics are, are concluded to, you know, get his, uh, his stories and his experience from the Olympics would be uh, really cool to talk about. Yeah, I can set. I'll set it up. No worries. But uh, yeah, that's about it. A um, lot of crazy stuff going on as far as player moves. So unfortunately, obviously, sorry, we didn't get to kind of recap what happened in games in the past week. But obviously, you can check that out on the SHL website. Um, and you know, the standings are always fluid and moving. So uh, keep up to date with those on the SHL website as well. Uh, but I, do, before- I, I anticipate we'll see less movement from here on out. Uh, to be honest, unless there's a massive breakout somewhere. But like you said, COVID is being treated uh, or, you know, talked about like a flu. So I don't think, unless there's a team, you know, going down with eight plus players, maybe. 
I don't think we'll see a lot of movements in the schedule right now. No, probably not. I hope not. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, before we go, obviously, we'd like to thank our patrons who are... Henrik, our most recent patron. Thank you so much. Eric, uh, Adam, Darlene and Tom, Linus, Andreas, Tobias and Anton. And we should also mention that Tobias has provided us with this wonderful intro and outro music. And Eric has provided us with our uh, very, very impressive microphones. Our very fancy tone or microphones. Yeah I, mean, I, I, yeah, I quite enjoy mine. So thank you very much, Eric. I really, really appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Same here. And Eric had a question I forgot to mention. Uh, he... <laughs> Yeah, uh, except for, oh, he's maybe he's deleted it, but it was something along the lines of why is Dave sounding like he's in the bathroom? Uh, oh, yeah, for the, the, for the, uh, the, the Rhett Rock Shawnee episode, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, my fiance was occupying the space I usually use. Uh, so I was in the kitchen and that's why it sounded like I was in the bathroom because obviously we have a tiled kitchen. And so the, the reverberation of my voice is a little bit worse in the kitchen than it is compared to my living room where I usually record. So that would be why, Eric. Glad to have that uh, clarified. Uh, other than that, I don't think I have anything to add. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, that just well about done. does it. So um, as always, stay safe, wash your hands, and... Support your local business. Absolutely. And I think, you know, even with COVID winding down, hopefully, again, knock on wood, we, you know, we should keep that going. I like that little tagline at the end. Yeah, we should. All right. Thanks very, thanks very much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Enjoy your week. Uh, like Six Ten mentioned, we got lots of hockey coming up for uh, Thursday and Saturday. And obviously the Olympic tournament concludes on Saturday as well with the gold medal game in the men's tournament. So lots of hockey to enjoy this week. Enjoy it. Have a great day. And we will chat later.